In West Hollywood, on a public stage, assault was committed in a fit of rage. Chilling out, Max, and relaxing all cool. Will Smith did not do those things and made himself the fool. He got in one little fight, and we all got scared. Don't you ever make a joke about Jada Pinkett's hair. <laughs> Welcome to another award-worthy episode of the Geek-Centric Podcast, as we bring you a very special edition of This Week in Geek. What's up, geeks? My name is Kev, and um, you know what? I'm just going to say it. Uh, holy shit. Uh, I had originally <laughs> mapped out this program entirely different, um, but unless you've been living under a rock for the last couple of days, uh, obviously the Academy Awards brought us a new kind of surprise that I don't think any of us were quite prepared for. Um, of course, I'm referring to The Flash Entering the Speed Force and winning <laughs> the audience award for most cheerworthy oh. moment. Uh, My God. I don't know about you guys, but I'll never forget where I was when I watched that amazing moment. Uh, I will be telling my grandkids <laughs> about that one. Uh, and while I'm kidding, I do want to discuss moments like that uh, and several others as we move through the show. Obviously, there's only one place to start this program. I clearly can't do that alone. So let me introduce my co-hosts for the evening. Joining me on this West Side story are a couple of kings. These dogs have power and could turn any dune into an oasis. Don't look up now. It's Justin and Nate. How are we tonight, fellas? Oh, wow. <laughs> and the Oscar goes to... La La Land. Remember that? <laughs> Remember when that was a thing? Five years ago. Five oh years my ago. Gosh. From from this award ceremony. So and we're like, again, it can't get any worse five than that. Cycle. That's it. And can't we get any worse. Nope. Oh my nope. gosh. Yeah. What, what's the joke? Uh, Warren <laughs> Beatty is is breathing a sigh of relief these days, as he's he's not going to be the butt of all Oscar jokes for the rest of history. You know, on a night that's supposed to be about celebrating winners, in that incident itself, there are no winners. And uh, yeah, there's a, yeah. a lot to sort of break down and discuss. Obviously, we're talking about uh, the p pivotal moment in the show when Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith that Will uh, seemed to laugh at at first, but then quickly changed his mind and, and walked up on stage and struck Chris Rock in what can only be uh, described as assaulting the man in front of a live audience and that that was met with no consequences uh i'm just i'm floored still i just honestly it i couldn't even sleep like i that's how much like i was like rocked by this i was like i because you know i look up to the guy right and i i he's he's i've i've looked up to him for the longest time and and it's just one of those things where you're just like so conflicted about that whole thing and I know, I, th I think it's probably the most I tweeted ever in my life. Like, I'm pretty sure Twitter reached out to me and said, I think your account is hacked. Uh, somebody's actually using it. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, just absolutely insane. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it certainly overshadowed the rest of the show, which, Unfortunately. which of yeah. all the consequences of what happened, I think that might be the one that's not being discussed enough. Yeah, I... Again, there's there's no justification to the violence, um, but there's no justification for the joke that Chris Chris Rock dropped. So I agree with you. They're both 
uh, at fault here. Um, you know, that was an ad lib joke, as as Vanity Fair pointed out. It wasn't a joke that was previously approved uh, by the producers. It, it was off the cuff, if you will. And, uh, you know, that, you know, you look at Will, you can see that he kind of like was trying to laugh it off. But, you know, you, you could see Jada was not happy. And all it must would have taken is for him to just look over and see that she was upset. And this isn't his first time. In 2016, you know, when uh, Jada Pinkett was was basically retaliating against the Oscars for their lack of diversity, and Chris Rock was was the host, he pointed out, you know, that uh, you know Jada Pinkett protesting the Oscars is like him protesting. I think he made reference to Rihanna's underwear. You weren't invited, so you know it felt like whatever amassed itself on that stage in that moment was not just from that comment. It's been built up. And it's it's it definitely was not handled well. It should have been his night. And when he went up there for his acceptance speech for for best actor, it was it was awkward. It was it was awkward. You felt embarrassed for him. You felt conflicted as a as a viewer as well, um, because, again, I don't think anyone's right in, in either of the two situations. They're, they're both wrong. They were both out of place. And, and I guess, you know, again, Will is definitely more severely out of place because he did not handle himself. He had, there was no sense of, of composure. He, he walked up there and slapped the man in the face. It's just so dumbfounded like that you would do that on television in front of your peers on the night that you're going to potentially win or actually scrapped potentially the night that you're going to win the Oscar for best actor, you decide to go up there and do that. Like it just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. So something snapped and clearly in that speech he he unraveled a bit of that. And didn't he say like his his mom was like watching with a group of like her her all of her knitting crew or something oh, she'd like be that? Pissed. Like she was probably I would, pissed. Uh, to be a fly on the wall with with seeing that group of of women just be I you know I I, I will say though you know Chris Rock made a documentary called Good Hair which, you know, according to yeah. the IMDb, celebrates, you know, African-American hairstyles, you'd think he'd have a little more respect for Jada's condition having done that. He didn't and having know, though. He that. must have not known. No. He must have not no, known. Impos- no, right? no way. He why, absolutely why, knew. We're just assuming that everybody keeps up on Jada Pinkett's uh, uh, health status. I, I didn't know about it. I learned about it through the Twitter wave. Right. That came after the event where everyone was sharing, you know, she's been very open. And then I did a deep dive and it's clear she's been talking about it since like 2018. Right. Again, if Chris Rock isn't keeping up to that, you know, that's it. But again, that's why you don't ad lib jokes. If, if, if that joke had been put in place, things like that will probably be vetted and researched. Like, I, I don't know. That's not a good thing. And really, at the end of the day, why are you pointing it out? Like you said, why is she pointing out the condition of her hair? Like, what if it wasn't necessarily uh, alopecia, but she was dealing with some sort of cancer, very much in her own private sort of way, and he's making light of it by calling her G.I. Jane? Like, again, it's just distasteful, and it's pathetic. It was it was a pathetic joke, and I guess, you know, it, it just comes off... Again, there, there's no winners in this situation. They're both wrong, and they both yeah. handled everything completely wrong, but if, if Chris Rock does have a response it would be nice to see but i know will has issued a statement already i'm not about to try and defend the joke i don't think it was a very good joke i personally saw it as a gi jane joke i didn't think he was referencing anything to have to do with alopecia or anything like that i think it was a dumb joke 
you know, uh, about a, a movie that came out in the 90s. Shaved that, head. That, you know, actually turned to me more into a sex symbol and, and it was a, a, a powerful role. And so you could try and spin it and say, oh, it wasn't meant to be an insult. It was meant to be a compliment. You could do, you could come at it a billion different ways. I certainly won't try to do that. I do worry about the, the ramifications of something like this. I can see Sunday, March 27th being basically the night that comedy died a little bit. Um, because if every single joke now has to be vetted, if, if we can't possibly worry about uh, offending anybody and therefore we can't poke fun at ourselves and each other, I mean, that's what, that's what award show hosts do is that they poke fun at their peers. Um, the three uh, 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 females that uh, were our lead hosts for the evening were poking fun at people at the movies that were being celebrated and they were poking fun at themselves all night. And I think that Amy Schumer basically calling Kirsten Dunst a seat filler could almost be taken as more offensive than anything that Chris Rock that said. That was offensive. You know, and that was so, offensive. <laughs> but, you know, there was no, you know, physical altercations resulting in that. I mean, if we we're just going to go up on stage and slap somebody in the face every time they make a, a mean joke, Ricky Gervais would, you know, he'd have been concussed years ago. Yeah, I kept feeling after that moment happened that, like, when when the Kirsten Dunst thing happened, I actually literally thought they were parodying what just happened and that Jesse Plemons was going to be like, that's my wife, like, don't touch my wife, or something like that, and was going to slap her. Like, I thought it was going to be a, a terrible parody. And the entire time afterwards, I was just like, it was fascinating to see how they were handling it. It was just, I, I'm still <laughs> gobsmacked. But that's why that's why I just think that, again... This wasn't rooted in one joke. This was the final straw for, for Will Smith. Whatever manifested itself on that stage is an amalgamation of multiple things that found itself in that moment being an intersecting point. But it's crazy to see all the people that are either, you know, choosing sides in this situation. Like, can we all just not agree that they were both wrong? I think that this is rooted in something more than, than just one joke. Yeah, I feel like we... I, I just feel like we saw something that we we really shouldn't shouldn't have. I think it was sad overall. Um, you know, we, in the moment he apologized to the academy and to the to the other people who who won, but never really um, to Chris. It, I think the biggest thing is it just sucks that his his highest moment was shadowed by one of his lowest. And it's you know even even Denzel a, a phenomenal quote that I, I had read that. Um, apparently, or I guess he said this, right? At your, he said this in yeah. his speech. At your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. And and honestly, like that was, I feel like Denzel playing Peacemaker uh, for the, for the evening was was uh, you know shout out to Denzel for 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 killing that. But I just again, it just sucks because it was it should have been such a wonderful moment. And as sad as I I do feel for Will Smith in that moment. I got to say, I feel even worse for Questlove, uh, it, having to go up right afterwards for the Summer of Soul, um, which I actually I actually watched a little bit of on my lunch break today just because I wanted to be able to to speak to it. And it, it, it it's honestly, it's gorgeous and it's, it's a beautiful documentary. But his speech, which was also phenomenal, completely overshadowed. Nobody, nobody saw it. I would encourage everyone to go back and rewatch that speech. Um, yeah. And give it give it the the just love and and reach out to Quest Love. I mean, he's I mean he's probably got enough love, but you you know what I mean, right? Like that to have to go up after that, insane. 
absolutely nuts, and I, I just feel awful for for the guy because he 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 put so much work into that, and that should have been a, a his moment, and it was kind of taken away. Yeah, I I just feel like again the, the, this whole moment. You know, there's before the before the slap and then after the slap, right? And everything it's after like that slap was just <laughs> yeah. a cloud. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly yeah. like that. And it was just a cloud. And I was really hoping, I was really hoping that Will Smith would have, you know, actually had a, a proper sentiment in his acceptance speech that did address, you know, a, a full-on apology, uh, t- not just to, to the Academy, but to everyone in that room. To, and, and that's what we got today, right? And and he posted it on his on his Facebook and on his Instagram, uh, which then got circulated out through all the other publications. And that's because Will Smith has a huge social presence on online on Instagram on YouTube. So if there's anyone that's gonna be able to kind of control this and and get it out in somewhat of an understandable way, it's gonna be him from his own resources. It's just like, I think you pointed it out, Kevin, this should have been what his acceptance speech was, this full-fledged apology. Yeah, I I, I really do believe that. I mean, it, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we've all done stupid things in the heat of the moment yeah. when passion and yeah. and maybe anger just sort of takes over. But he yeah. had a real chance to instead of behaving and, and acting the way he, he did, if he had waited, thought about it for a few minutes, gone up on stage later that night to accept his award and used that as a platform to talk about his wife, to talk about the kind of courage and bravery that she's you know, been, been, been showing going through this part of her journey, it just, it could have sent such a different message and turned into a, a highlight of the night instead of, something that we're all going to be talking about very negatively for years to come. I mean, and it's not just Questlove. It's Jane Campion finally, after yeah. 30 years, winning the, her award. Yeah, exactly. It's a movie like Coda, which is, which is doing so much for, for uh, another community in terms of telling their story, that winning the big award, getting overshadowed. It's all a shame because there were still great moments to be had that night, yeah, and I don't think absolutely. anybody was paying attention because it was still just shock and awe. I mean, it was a cloud. This, was house, a cloud. this house was yeah. crazy. It, we were just absolutely floored. We had about four <laughs> of us watching along and, and, it, you know, we were all invested in our, our annual uh, pool that we do to, to determine it. That just all got overshadowed by, by the big moment. Yeah. I, I would encourage anyone to check out, obviously, as, as you're mentioning, Kevin, all the speeches, all the acceptance speeches, uh, backstage press coverage as well. So that all that, you can, you can take that all in now once this all fizzles, but I, I would also encourage everyone to look at uh, Will Smith's uh, apology statement. Uh, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes so that people can, can check it out. And then, that way they can they can see but i think it it better articulates what he could have articulated last night yeah. which could have really set the precedence cuz you got to think after this whole thing even today like it's weighing on him he didn't just ruin the night for himself he ruined the night for everyone in that room he ruined the night for anyone who was watching it it's it it was a very it's a very loaded moment that extends and and it will weigh on him excessively for the next little while until you know eventually they get chris rock and will smith to host the oscars just saying there we go yeah, that's that's awesome. one way to mend the uh, mend the bridge i mean he didn't seem too upset a couple hours after the show as he's dancing to getting jiggy with it with his oscar he seemed to he's, he's trying to, to he's on. trying to enjoy in the moment yeah right. yeah he's trying to enjoy i think again you 
have to cope with this idea of that action that you just did while also trying to not let it affect you but it does affect you right so i think a lot of it was for show was to show face because the governor's ball he totally they didn't show up him and jada pinkett they went they they just went straight to the vanity fair party and it was with he was there with his entire family so that he had that support system that could obviously you know help him kind of not be okay with it but reconcile with what had happened in the evening and you know again those video clips of him showing it does feel odd it doesn't look like someone that would be remorseful or or anything like that but i also think that at the same time this is a very conflicting time for him he's he's got to be remorseful but he also has to accept the fact that all that hard work that he that that did go into king richard which kind of feels like it just fell to the ground in in one moment like that one slap man his whole career it's like bam the biggest i mean again when we're talking about celebrities always we need to remember they're human beings. They're going to mess what? up. The, right? The difference is, and Justin, you and I talk about this off air all the time. It's the difference of making a mistake and acknowledging and then apologizing mm -hmm. and moving forward and doing everything yes. you can to do that and doubling down. And where cancel culture, I think, really, when it gets brought up, it's when the people double down. So, you know, again, mm -hmm. if if this was a matter of either party doubling down on what happened in a negative way, then yeah, absolutely. They're they I don't want to talk about them anymore. But if if they're going to issue these apologies, if they're going to move forward, um then you know what? They made you know both of them made mistakes and uh I think we should uh we should move on. I think there's some really awesome stuff to talk about with this uh Academy Awards and I definitely want to talk about a lot of it. And there's also some really weird and, you know, just to be expected, just dumb, shitty things that the Academy did. I mean, so they, they, we'll, they we'll go over it. The Academy <laughs> certainly tried uh, to freshen freshen up the broadcast and they tried uh, a few different did they? Uh, new things this year. Well, I mean, they tried. I'm not sure they succeeded <laughs> at all. Uh, um, but why don't we why don't we focus on some of the, the better moments of the night? Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier Coda winning for Best Picture. Um, oh, yeah, you know, I, I'm so happy to have seen it. Uh, that was my favorite movie from the moment we finished watching it, uh, right up until it, it won the big one last night. So it was your green book. It was your green book, right? Absolutely. Yeah, dude. I was yep. so happy to be wrong on every possible ballot that I put in. Cause for, for our listeners, Kevin, uh, also does like a, a money pool ballot as well. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? I don't even, that's the best $20 I ever lost, uh, is, is, uh, is voting, is voting incorrectly, but being so happy for Coda. I just, I think the best part about it is so many more people are going to be talking about it now. And so many people are going to watch it because of, of its, its, its awards tonight. And that is fantastic. I, I I totally agree. I think that it'll entice people. Um, but is it is it available for rent? Like my my wife was asking. Like, is it available anywhere else but Apple TV? I don't believe so. I believe it is exclusive. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it is exclusive to Apple TV. But it's just nice though that Apple TV made history at the Oscars before Netflix did. <laughs> like like here comes Tim Cook being like. We're going to spend lots of money on content <laughs> and like within like a year, a year Fantastic. and a bit of having of having Apple TV up and running. He's like, good morning. We won an Oscar. <laughs> right. Just waving his hand. And, yeah. you know, I, I was hoping that he would have been on stage to actually accept it as mm. well like with them. 
but uh, it makes sense, you know. Again, no, it was, it's, it's it was the their filmmakers. moment, though. Yeah, it was their moment for yeah. sure, and um, they they all are very cordial and very kind at the 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 sentiment that Apple, you know, really pushed them to do this story, and it does make sense because Apple has such a stake in accessibility, uh, you know. So for this movie to be winning Best Picture, to be making history as one of the first streaming platforms to win an Oscar for a movie. Bravo. Netflix is going to be pissed, man. <laughs> like that that should have been the power of the dog, man. <laughs> that or uh, what was it a couple years ago? Roma was their first big uh, mm-hmm. crack at crack at it and it didn't happen. Um but uh, another huge winner from the night uh is another one of our faves in Dune, which basically swept all of the uh the technical awards, picking up 6 in total. Um and I another just such a a worthy and deserving movie to, to be recognized where it was uh, over the course of the evening. And it just a- it amplified the idea that why the fuck was Denise Villeneuve not nominated for Best Director? It yeah. won for Best Sound. It won for Best Cinematography. It won for Best Visual Effects. It won It won for, for Best Original Score. All of this stuff, again, I'm, production design and editing as editing. It won editing. I can't believe that it won editing. I was, I was thinking that something like Don't Look Up could potentially win, but it makes sense. Again, it, it full swept. All the technical stuff. I just don't understand why Denise Villeneuve wasn't wasn't nominated for for best director. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I would have liked to see see that happen for sure. I think he he could have he could have taken it. Um, I I gotta say though, baller move by Hans Zimmer, dude. Just two a.m. in Amsterdam, going down to the bar in a bathrobe and accepting the award. <laughs> his, his his daughter woke him up, and and he's just. He's he just he tweeted out oh. a picture of him and he's so happy, yeah. Huh? Uh, and uh, and yeah, man. Like again, so well deserved for so for for so many awards uh, to go to that yeah. movie. That was that was awesome. I would have loved to have seen a lot more of that. Um, but we're talking about happy things, right? <laughs> well, and and wasn't that one of the oddest parts of the night that they pre-recorded them, but then still spent time in the show to give them recognition? I mean. How much time did they really end up saving in the end? They didn't. All, only to ruffle a lot of feathers and piss a lot of people off by doing what they did. I don't think it paid off or benefited them. They still ran 30 minutes over the allotted time. Thirty? No, no they ran 40 minutes over, but 30 minutes from last year. 11, uh, it was, it was uh, 3 hours and 19 minutes, and this year it was 3 hours and 42 minutes. So they shaved fuck all time off. Right. Like they didn't shave yeah. like any time. And yeah. honestly, the the only thing is, is this this pre-recorded process. I think that could be your award show like that could be the award show in itself. The way that was sequenced and cut together to like really condense things to have it happen an hour before the actual show went live. You know, I was I was already tweeting out, you know, who won best sound, who won best score, who won best editing. And then suddenly, you know, we're, you know, an hour in and we're suddenly seeing these speeches, which is just I was like, what? I'm confused as to what the whole process was. So I I don't know if, again, whatever they were trying to do that was to freshen up and be different and shorten. It just, I I didn't see that. The only thing I saw was a a new set design that was no theater seats. It was all open, open seats. Yeah. I mean, listen, look, I love seeing who everyone is wearing as much as the next movie lover. But to have a two-hour pre-show to see really hot people and what they're wearing, are we celebrating the movies or are we celebrating fashion? And don't get me wrong, I know fashion has been a staple 
of the Academy Awards for as long as the Academy Awards have been a thing. But I don't know, like you're you're constantly peddling this idea of celebrating the movies and the people that create them, but you're you're chopping up their their speeches and and barely putting them out there and then still you know, people are getting pushed off stage. Um, the audio was all over the place. The microphones, I don't know what was going on there. It just, I don't understand how, again, adding in these edited versions, it, it didn't do what it intended to do. And it disrespected, if anything. It did the opposite of what the Academy Awards is supposed to do. It disrespected these filmmakers and didn't shave off any time. Well, because it certainly gives the stigma that, for whatever reason, these awards aren't as worthy as the other ones that we got yeah. live through the show. And, it, yeah, I mean, they didn't even bother announcing these winners throughout that pre-show. You couldn't go on to the official Oscars page and see who had won. You know, they, no. were, they were doing everything in their power to make these feel and seem less significant. And if they were trying to shave time from the show, then why are you doing things like adding a weird version of a song that wasn't even nominated for an award? Uh, well, and and, we and change the Bruno. lyrics. Yeah, you're changing the lyrics to this song to what? Celebrate the Academy Awards? What? Like, what a weird choice! What a weird choice! Yeah, it was a weird choice. It was it was definitely a choice. But like again, like, that might have been a better way to open uh, the 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 Oscars with this 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 song that celebrates you know the movies. But I don't know. Like it was just felt really out of place. In all honesty, I'm done with performances. Like I, I don't, I don't think we need the performances. I, I don't think that there's, there's any, there's not really a purpose for them unless you can do something creative with it. Which I think one year they did like a montage where it was like different performances from the songs were happening simultaneously. I can't recall what year that was, but even if you, even if I just made that up, that that sounds far more interesting than dedicating all this time to individual performances. That just again there's just so many obvious ways to cut down time that doesn't mean cutting giving these awards to these people that are deserving of being on that stage yeah no i think uh i think very questionable decisions uh, but i think nowhere uh, was there a questionable decision uh more so than the two new fan participation awards that they introduced this year <laughs> Uh, for both the most cheerworthy moment and for uh, the fan favorite uh, award. Uh, let's talk about this cheerworthy one for a second here because your your top five was Matrix, Dream Girls. Yep, I remember being in the theater and people just jumping out of their seats for that movie. Uh, then you get Avengers Endgame. Now that's a legitimate cheer moment. Go. We were in the theater. We were there for both Endgame and Spider-Man on opening night. Those were cheer-worthy moments. Justice League, just we're talking about Flash entering the speed zone or whatever is the most cheer. How many fake email accounts does Zack Snyder have that he was able to vote <laughs> this many times for his own movies? Uh, because he, because once again in the fan favorite category, you went tick tick boom. Okay, Spider Man No Way yeah. Home. That makes sense. Uh -huh. Minamata. That's a Johnny Depp movie I've never heard of. Uh, there's a version. Of, <laughs> there's a version of Cinderella I did not know existed with yeah. uh, Camila Cabello, and then yeah, the fan favorite movie was Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. 
<laughs> I just yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really understand it. Like, I just don't understand who voted for this, where these fans are coming from. I feel bad that I didn't vote because you know, again, it wouldn't have changed voted, anything. Then, it wouldn't have changed. Well, anything. probably not. But at the same time, it's like, it's like to your point, Kevin. I don't understand <laughs> I, it. I completely forgot this was the year of Zack Snyder, and he was the best filmmaker on the planet. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah. didn't that moment with? Flash only happened in the Zack Snyder cut. Yeah. Uh, which means that yeah. you could only watch it at home. So right. how much so who cheering cheered? was there really going <laughs> on? You know, just yeah. just so silly, so dumb. And again, yeah, there's something there's something wacky about that because Spider-Man No Way Home. I've never heard a theater like that in my life. They needed to look at these results and go, okay, we are gonna fudge the results just a little bit so that we don't get laughed at and memed about for these ridiculous choices. I saw I read a tweet last night where someone was like, Can we harness the power of Zack Snyder's fans to like fix global warming? <laughs> to because, do something like, how did he good. win? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How did he how yeah. did he win both of these categories? So <laughs> I don't know. Congratulations, Zack Snyder, but I, I really I think that they're like to your point, like maybe fake email accounts. Army of the Dead wasn't even the best movie about the characters from army of the dead that was made in the last year so yeah it's just yeah, exactly. it's mind-boggling and i mean you know you move through the show and you know with the, the pre-tape of the eight other awards uh we didn't get to see the full extent of denzel presenting to sam jackson for his lifetime achievement which there's a fan worthy moment that everybody would want to watch in full and celebrate yeah uh but instead we're getting Chris Evans promoting Lightyear for what felt like 15 minutes. I mean, wh why okay. is... And then in Canada, it, it, here's a special look at Lightyear. Cut to commercials that aren't Lightyear. Joe Fresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just like, but, what? So, and, 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 this commercial, and this commercial was just the regular trailer we've already gotten, but with a exclusively in theaters, June 2022. As far as I could see from what was exclusive about it, that was it. That was that was literally it. So there was just nothing else. Like we were talking about the Game of Thrones trailers that we were seeing for um, what was it called again? House of the Dragon. Yeah, we were seeing trailers for Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon series that were five months old. So it's like uh, you know, again, Canada didn't get any of these special commercials that were rumored to have been happening. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the Anthony Hopkins narrated Rolex advertisement. It was cinema. Like, that was phenomenal. I bought eight Rolexes after cinema. that. <laughs> I bought yeah. eight Rolexes. I was just like, why am I seeing this over and over again? Yeah. Uh, Rolex, they they endorse, though, and sponsor. Rolexes cost too much money if they were able to buy that many ad spots on a show where it was sure. 1.5 to $2 million a yeah. spot. Like, Rolex goes all out with their commercials for the Academy Awards. This is their Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then much like Super Bowl, we don't get any of the fun, unique ads that everybody else, especially in the States, are talking about and, and that we're literally being set up for during the broadcast. But only. were there any? Were there any were there any ones? Because I, I was looking online, I, I couldn't find any information about like any exclusive first looks. Right. Like I think there was a lot of rumors about like you know, more Moon Knight, more, more Multiverse of Madness. Like that shit would have definitely hit Twitter or, or the interweb very quickly upon it. Uh, hitting the Oscars, but yeah, I didn't see any special commercials. Uh, nope, nope, I uh, I didn't notice anything. At least, uh, you know, as we've said a bunch, so we were a little distracted at times. Um, 
Uh, what did we think of our three hosts uh, for the evening? I thought uh, I thought they did a pretty good job. Yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were. They were like pretty great. I think uh, some lines that really worked for me. Obviously, movie lovers unite to watch TV. Like Wanda Sykes uh, was 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 doing pretty good. Um, Amy Schumer, Regina Hall. Uh, I I like the. I watched that movie three times, and I'm almost through it. Uh, about the power of the dog, I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, it would have like that's it would have hit a little bit better though if the Oscars <laughs> weren't as long themselves. Um, but I I gotta say I think the moment that they they just said gay 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 um, was dope. I was like get them get them let let's go fantastic and especially on ABC let's go. Oh for sure yeah Disney Disney owned channel and and making that statement a hundred percent that was probably the highlight. The other joke that I really liked was. Uh, uh, the Golden Globes would be featured in the uh, memoriam uh, portion of the, of, <laughs> yeah. which which a lot of people were like, oh, <laughs> right, like so that that got a good response. I didn't like the Regina Hall groping sesh that, that went a on bit, a little long, yeah, bit and ice. the whole like the objectification of the men. Like I get it, whatever. I, again, I, th- that joke didn't necessarily bother me as much as when it went overtime when suddenly Josh Brolin and and Jason Momoa are are standing there and she decides to grope them like really hard. Um, I think that I, I could have done without that. And Amy Schumer was was pretty poignant. Like her, her follow up when she came back uh, after being in the Spider Man costume and she's like, <laughs> yeah, the, the vibe in here is is really different. Yeah, like, that was I, great. I, Did know, I miss something? And Tiffany Haddish <laughs> is like giving her a fist bump. But I didn't appreciate towards the end there how she really quickly shoehorned in this like pro message for Ukraine. Because uh, I don't know, like I appreciate the message, and I don't like what the Oscars did to a certain degree, where they just put something on on the screen. Because I, I heard she was a big advocate to get Zelensky on the program, the president of Ukraine, mm-hmm. so he could speak to to the audience and to everyone to kind of just remind everyone like what's going on. But they just didn't have that. Instead, it resulted in just this moment of silence with text on the screen. It just I don't know. It didn't feel like anything. So it almost felt like Amy Schumer was trying to retaliate to the lack of of acknowledgement of that situation where she kind of shoehorned some some quick sort of facts or statements at the end there. But I think they got missed. Like I heard them, but I, I just it was amongst that whole Kirsten Dunst situation, which, again, that felt a little weird too. you're you're basically like Kirsten Dunst is someone who's openly said like she doesn't feel like her peers respect her or acknowledge her. Yeah. And here she is being nominated for Best Supporting Actress, only for Amy Schumer to come and say, oh, you're a seat filler. Get out of here. Right? Yeah, it, it was just, pretty rough. You know, that deserved a slap, but apparently they were adults <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> it didn't end up that way. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they had a word maybe backstage about it, uh, you know, aired some grievances that way, but who knows? They were okay, though. I, I think the hosts were okay. I preferred last year with no host, in all honesty. I'll just say that. Well, because this was kind of our first real traditional award show that we've had in in several years and so maybe it was a little shaking a bit of rust off and and trying to figure out how to you know get back to that old formula while also trying to shake it up and 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 make uh you know it feel a little fresh and a little different um i will say that the uh, the two acceptance speeches for <laughs> both uh supporting actor and supporting actress oh, were yeah. were really really <laughs> terrific uh, amongst the best of the evening for sure uh such worthy winners and just you could just you know that was a moment where you could really see the appreciation that they had for for being given that moment i'm glad they happened before the slap though i am glad that they happened before the slap because i definitely they resonated so much more like troy 
coaster had me in tears. Oh my gosh, I was, I was like my eyes out. And and like listen, from his impression of Popeye to the tribute of his dad, like I was laughing, I was crying. I thought uh you you uh man, see here I am mispronouncing her name. Yun Ya Jun did an excellent job pronouncing the names uh she shouldn't doubt herself um because that was gorgeous and her you know kind of um trying to like help him with the award and everything like that like just she's she's a delight and so yeah to see to see him uh, have this acceptance speech and ariana debose again just she's she's just such a She's going to become such a powerhouse after this, which is awesome. I'm so excited to see this win even kind of push her and take her even further because I think it's going to be – I think she's she's on an upward trajectory, and I, I really, really love that. There's kind of this unspoken curse, though, with the Oscars, especially from the supporting categories and sometimes even actor categories where, you know, that's kind of it. Cuba Gooding Jr. was was an example. Uh, I feel like Jennifer Hudson was another one. They won that Oscar. They got acknowledged for that role. But then after that, it's like they're, they're, they didn't really do much after that. I really hope, though, that Ariana DeBose does do more and does get recognized to be able to show a little bit more dynamic. Because like she definitely proved herself in this musical. And I'd love to see her in something that's more of a drama or even a comedy or something that just has a little bit more flex for her to bring maybe more of her personality rather than a cultural side of her, if that makes sense. Does that make sense at all? I don't know. Sure. I mean, as for Jennifer Hudson, once you have, you know, one of the most cheerworthy moments of all time in Dreamgirls, where do you go <laughs> from there, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I will say really quickly, the... The ASL um, round of applause with the the hand waving for Troy Kotsur, the whole theater that was that was that he must have been able to really and for just Coda. feel yeah it, it, that was so powerful and and uh, you know just talking about his speech it was it it was funny and pulled at heartstrings very much like his performance it was almost a perfect bookend to the year the whirlwind year that he's had and uh, so deserved just. Really, really. So deserved, yeah. Really, really wonderful stuff. Just while we're on the topic of really, really wonderful stuff from from last night, from the Academy Awards, my one of my favorite moments, definitely Lady Gaga just standing with Liza Minnelli and just holding her hand and repeatedly out loud just saying, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Like, yeah. it was absolutely gorgeous. They're They're... You know, obviously, Liza Minnelli's an icon to Lady Gaga, and for her to be like, "I'm like your biggest fan to to Lady Gaga," like it was just the entire thing was so sweet. And for for a for a moment in in that brief second between that and then seeing Coda win and that standing and cheering for Coda, uh, I've forgotten uh, a little bit about <laughs> the events that transpired earlier. Um, so that you know that that's I think that there's some power to uh, to those moments for sure. It was it was at least a temporary reprieve from the the, yes. the in- insanity that uh, ensued for sure. And really quickly, whoever picked the music for the in uh, in memoriam segment uh, that was an odd choice that I don't think tonally fit the moment. So uh, yeah, I don't know Academy Awards. If you're uh, trying to save the future of this show, you guys are uh, making some questionable choices. So uh, okay, so on Twitter there was big debate about this and a lot of people were saying that at least it's it feels more like a celebration of life rather than a sad downward moment now it is it is a choice as as nate has said it is a choice to go that route 
maybe not everybody wants to be remembered as a celebration of life. Maybe people want to be remembered as like, you'll miss me when I'm gone. So it should be a little bit more dour. And, I just, and that's, mean, that's valid. I just mean that there's, there's some people that I feel deserve, and don't get me wrong, when they did the sort of the, the cutaways to, to, you know, Sidney Poitier and, and Betty White, I thought that was fantastic. And, and, and again, I think- Ivan they, Reitman? Uh, Ivan yeah. Reitman, Ivan Reitman, Ivan Reitman that was, was the perfect music, absolutely. Yeah. And Bill Murray being there, I just think that it just to sort of, and I get it. It's it, you're you've got a montage here, but to sort of sure. just group all these people together and and do it, I don't know. It just something felt a little bit. It's off a choice. About it's it. a choice. It I was agree. a choice. I agree. Um, again, there yeah. was parts of it that I liked and parts that I didn't. But and Bob yeah. Saget, uh, Bob Saget wasn't in it, and it's arguable because he's done more TV. But then uh, Ed Asner wasn't even in it. So that was that was a bit of a, I guess, uh, a snub, if you will, uh, amongst the Denise Villeneuve snubs. So, uh, well, uh, you know, one of the highlights, at least for me every year, is when I can compete with both my fellow geeks and then uh, some family and friends back home on the night of the awards. Uh, and in our uh, preview show, we we gave our picks for 10 categories. And uh, I got to say, guys, we did we did pretty, pretty well here. Uh, we were we were on the same page and got correct uh, seven of the categories, including the supporting actor, actress, the actor and actress awards. Uh, we nailed it with Dune taking those um, those technical awards, including visual effects, score, and cinematography. Uh, we called that uh, Jane Campion would win Best Director for uh, Power of the Dog, uh, where we differentiated a little bit and where the separation comes. Uh, 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 Encanto won for best animated film. Um, only Nate got that wow. one correct. Uh, mm -hmm. In in my uh, other pool, I definitely didn't take the chance with Flea that I took with us here. Um, went with the safer route with Encanto. Uh, and then for best picture, I was the only one to correctly guess Coda. Justin, you had Belfast, and Nate, you had Power of the Dog. Uh, but so in the end, Nate, uh, Nate, you and I got nine out of ten right. Justin, you got eight. So. Pretty pretty good showing. Um, as for the bigger pool where we look at all the categories, uh, I went 20 for 21 for a total of 52 Jeez. out of a possible 55 points. My my month of nice. binging movies uh, paid off. Um, I demand a recount. I demand a recount. I think uh, who is who's counting those? Is it you, Kevin? <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. It's Justin Perwitzki, our friend of okay. the program, and he's never won, so I trust him. Okay, I, I all trust right. Him. All right. Uh, and it was, it was. I picked. I, I, I do. Picked, don't look up for yeah. best uh, original screenplay instead of Belfast. It's the only misstep I had all night. So, but kudos to Kenneth Brogna finally getting a Oscar after eight nominations, finally being recognized. It's funny. Someone posted a, a tweet from a clip of Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Where yeah. Will Smith is confronting Kenneth Brogna. It's like these guys both won Oscars tonight. <laughs> They've come a long way. Still one of the greatest underrated movies. Most on underrated, my list, according to Nate. That's most right. underrated. <laughs> Love it. Oh man. I, I, you know what? I, I, if I'm being honest, looking at, at the the winners, it did feel, for the most part, like predictable. Predictable. Not in a bad way. I think I wasn't upset by most of the the winners. Um, no, nope. I, I mean I, I do still think Flea is far superior uh, as a, as an overall movie than uh, Encanto, but that animated one is it's always going to go to a movie that Disney or Pixar does for the most part. 
and I just really don't appreciate those those presenters for the animated. Like the yeah, fact that, that they relegated it to kids. I, I can't recall the exact words that they were using, but the way they talked down animation yeah, it was as like just being an art form for kids. And then you show Flea in, in between these, right? And it's definitely and, and not. And Flea doesn't even fit that. Doesn't no. even fit what they were talking about. Yeah. And it, it just, it drove me mad that they would actually just kind of talk about that in that sort of approach. But I, I agree with you, Kevin. I think, I think Flea was the better example of an animated film just because it had real heart to its story and it used animation in a powerful way to tell that story, right? Like that's what you would want to think of as celebrating animation, best animated film. Yeah. 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 I also, um, I just, you know, to juxtapose that with a positive, um, the whole, again, that whole moment of, of the men being <laughs> groped. Um, I thought the way that Simu and Tiffany Haddish kind of played off the same style of joke was sure. way better, way better where she's like, I'm, I'm really into Canadians and he's, he's talking about it and being a Canada Canadian and shout out to female bacon. We got a shout out on the 90, on the, on the Academy Awards for female bacon. I was very happy about that. That was as a Canadian, I was very, very stoked to see female bacon represented finally. Yeah, uh, it's, you're not going to the, the easy go-tos like poutine and igloos. We we finally brought some light to an underrated breakfast meat. <laughs> well, you know what? I hear the orchestra, and they are playing us off the stage for this year's review show, so we better uh, wrap things up. Thank you so much for joining us for a very special episode of This Week in Geek. Thanks for tuning in wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and leave us a glowing review, or we might just have to send you to the Speed Force Zone thingy. <laughs> You, that's not where you thought I was going to go there, is it? No. Yeah. Uh, as always, reach out and say hi and let us know if you watch the Oscars live uh, or found out about the insanity on social media the next morning. You can let us know at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com or if that reminds you a bit too much of John Travolta's not-so-hip dance moves, hit us up on Twitter at GeekcentricYT and IG at we are, or and on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Keep in mind, we also have a ton of other episodes covering a variety of other content with new content always coming your way. We have our spoiler-free review for Apollo 10 and a half, A Space Age Childhood. Every week, like right now, we come at you with our This Week in Geek episodes, where uh, traditionally we uh, look at the most recent news and trailers from around the Geekiverse. We also have our Watch Club preview show, as well as our first Watch Club episode for the newest Disney Plus event, Moon Knight. And coming to you tomorrow, we have our spoiler-free review for Judd Apatow's The Bubble before it hits Netflix on April 1st. Trust us. Check out that episode before watching the movie. You will thank us later. Uh, but until next time, Justin, Nate, thanks for joining me. And as we say... What just happened? Oh, is it... Am I supposed to go? Oh, shoot. Okay, I'm so sorry. I, I totally... <laughs> uh, 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 love ya. Get home safe, guys. Peace, y'all. And keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow. <laughs> wow. I had to. I had to. <laughs> <laughs>